1: Why don't you put your hands together one more time for them. Amen. He's wonder to perform. Hallelujah. Miracles are going to take place this afternoon. Hallelujah. Right here in this auditorium. Amen. I said miracles have already taken place right here. Because he's wonder to perform. Hallelujah. He is still in the miracle business. Amen. Put your hands together one more time for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Biggest Losers has a very quick presentation for us this morning. Hallelujah. Oh so there's God. a testimony in the house. Money, and I see your testimony coming shortly. Money. Amen. Let's welcome Brother Sean. Yes, Amen. Testimony. To give us this testimony. Put your hands together and welcome the upstage. Testimonies. Amen. Testimonies. Testimonies. Testimonies.
2: Testimonies. Testimonies. Hey
0: testimony say testimony i need house and you give it to me i need hallelujah a house. You it to me. we serve an awesome god like uh, we were singing earlier this is a testimony that i have shared you know uh, during open heaven prayer and i'm i'm trying to share here to encourage those who are not making it to the open heaven. So many things are happening. Hallelujah! And if you have heard the testimony, don't be bored, because there is a part two to it here. Amen. So what happened is that uh, not last, not last month, before uh, last open heaven, Reverend, you know the anointing was has taken a different uh, a, a level. It was something different. You have to be there to, to know what happened. So at the end of the, the, the meeting, Reverend, you know, led by the Spirit, called all of us. He said, come with whatever you have, whether your scarf, your handkerchief, anything that you have, come. And then he have the anointing oil. So I have nothing, but thank God that I have... A, a, a paper roll, you know, I have some, some paper in my, in my pocket, you know, the one that I was using to, to, to wipe my, my, my offering. So I just went with it, and I gave it to him. He poured the oil on it, and I kept it. That's what I have, and I have faith. So when I went home, I have a problem, you know, because he said this, you know, he can, sickness will take place. Whatever is bothering you, this is the power of God. Go, and, you know, you will be delivered. So I have a a traffic light ticket, you know, red red light ticket that was bothering me, you know. And this is three points on your license. I don't want those three points. And I've been calling people asking for counseling. They say I should go to uh, driving school and take a class. And they will, you know, I went there, they say I have to pay 60 dollars. And even when I pay the $60 dollar and I go to DMV, it's not a guarantee. Now I have to send the certificate to my insurance, and they will review and decide. So it's, it's not clear. But every day is for me. I don't know what to do. So I, the court day was July 14. So when July 14 was coming, I mean, I, I, after the prayer meeting, I took this paper with the oil. It was wet. And I put the ticket in in it like this and kept it in my wallet to the point that that this was you know where you can see oil on it when i called them i just want to postpone the court day because you know i don't want the point before renewing my insurance so i called them and i said okay i have a ticket and i cannot make it to the to the court date i said give me the ticket like a number so i gave the ticket number and they said this ticket doesn't exist in our record. So I, I told them, I don't understand what you're saying. He said, the ticket has been dismissed. And I said, I don't understand dismissed. He said, the ticket has been canceled. So I still play like uh, I, don't, I don't get it. So I said, what should I do now? Because the ticket at that point has reached $300. So I have to pay $300 and still three points on my license. So I said, what should I do? Just... Because I don't care about the money. I just go and pay the, the, the money and no more points. He said, give your current address and we explain to you what had happened. So I gave my, uh, my address and then they sent me this. This is the part two because when I shared the testimony over there I didn't get this yet. So this, this uh, short notice said, keep this, keep this notice for your record. The ticket shown below below has been dismissed. No further action is required from you on this charge. Please keep this notice for your record. That's it. That's been, it has been done. Hallelujah. So that's what has happened. You know, we have a servant of God, you know, whose anointing has taken a different turn. And We have to know. Now, this thing, is it? Is it biblical? Some may ask. Can we please read Acts nineteen eleven to twelve? NIV. NIV is not a good version, but they got this one right. Act nineteen eleven. NIV. God gave Paul you can put Reverend Ose here. God, God did extraordinary, extraordinary miracle through Paul, twelve, so that even handkerchief and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illness were cured, and the evil spirit left them. Amen.
2: yesterday, today, and forever. So, so long as the Spirit of God leads me, I'll pray over your handkerchief, I'll pray over your apron, I'll pray over your destiny, so that by that, God will write a miracle in your life. At least three points and three hundred dollars, you can put it in the offering. Instead of giving it to Uncle Sam. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's a miracle working God. You see, we have to believe God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, 2 and 3. By the way, the color dancers are fantastic. I said the color dancers are fantastic. Wow. Too fantastic. Okay, let's all read Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. One two, go. Again, the Bible says honor your father and your mother which is the first commandment with promise and if you do that it it will not be well with your father or it will not be well with your mother that it may be well with thee hallelujah so it is in your own interest to honor your mother it is in your own interest to honor your father hallelujah because the one who gets the benefit is you not your mom not your dad don't think I'm doing it for mom you are doing it for you i said you're not doing it for mom or dad you are doing it for who you nay why well, I'm doing it for mom i didn't want to do it i'm doing it for mom. you you're doing it for you because the one that it will be well with is you and you are the one who will live long on earth hallelujah It means if you want to die early, disobey your parents. Just disobey them, you die quickly. Hallelujah. That, That means live long on the earth. Longevity comes with honoring parents. Hallelujah. And I can understand why God linked, I probably can understand why God linked long life with honoring parents. Because you see, your very existence on earth was through them. You understand? What I'm saying? Without them, you will not be on earth. And sometimes, if your mother was to tell you the thing that he has gone through for you, for you to be here, the number of times he has slept in the emergency room, the number of times that he has to call off from work because of you, because he's at work, then they call the call come. Your child is sick. Because of you, your mother has caught her from sick so many times that now she has no sick day left. Now you are grown. You are saying that she's bothering you. She's bothering you? So it's for your own good. Okay? Tell your neighbor, honor your parents. It is for your own good. Father and mother must be on it. Honor your pastor. Honor them. It's for your own good. Hallelujah. Because some of you struggle with honoring people. Hallelujah. Honor your pastor. It is for your own good. Honor your shepherd. It's for your own good. Honor any mother or father figure in your life. It is for your own good. Honor your bishop. Honor your prophet. It is for your own good. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. A lot of preaching has gone on. Let me share quickly with us. Still in the month of evangelism, I started speaking. We were talking about um, barrenness, if you remember, right? I said, Do you remember talking about barrenness? All right. And uh, I spoke to you about um, causes of barrenness. I cannot go over causes of barrenness. And last week, I started speaking to us, all of us, about types of barrenness. Because I was trying to tell her that there are so many causes of infertility. Hallelujah. When a couple cannot have a child, there are so many reasons. There are so many reasons why a couple cannot have a child. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So it is only the primitive. The primitive and the backward society. Who always think that when a couple cannot have a child, it's the woman's fault. It's primitive, it's backward. So usually you find out that when, because the man cannot have a child, they'll bring you another woman. Or they usually send the woman to the clinic. No, no, no. The infertility has to, can come from either the man or the woman. So you need to make the right diagnosis. So don't assume that because they cannot have a child, it's the woman's fault. I don't know where that idea came from. Yes, it's true that a woman may stop having child at a certain age and a man can have children for forever and ever. Once he's a potent man. My wife was telling me that the, uh, she has a, my wife was telling me that um, the older women in France are saying that the argument is that when an older man marries a younger woman which is going on all the time including our president and his wife you saw the picture the two presidents and their wives it looks like a swap would have been appropriate (laughs) (laughs) when the two of them were you know the picture Donald Trump and his wife and then what's the French president? Macron and his wife, you could see that the appropriate picture would have been a swap. <laughs> but she was saying that the uh, the older woman in France are saying that uh, the older men are always marrying the young woman, and that one there's not a problem. So how come that a, now that a young man marries an older woman, it's a problem? That's what you were saying. And how many think it's it's fair? How many of you think it's fair that if older men can marry younger women then the reverse is also true show by hand show by hand but democracy (laughs) you think it's fair Uh, somebody has lifted two hands you think it's fair if an older man can go for a young woman then an older woman can also go for a young man how many think it's fair is it fair how many don't agree Anita, you are not a yes, no, no. <laughs> okay. Do you know? I'll give you the answer. Do you know what the answer is? I'll give you the answer in the French president's mother's consent. Macron's mother said, this is the answer. He says she is not in favor of the marriage because by marrying my son you are depriving my son of ever having a child. Because an older woman can marry a young woman and have a child but the reverse does not produce a child. You are all quiet. You are looking at me. (laughs) You are taking it to another level a ninety year old man can make a twenty-five year old woman pregnant. But an eighteen year old boy cannot make a fifty-five year old woman pregnant. Huh? A miracle. <laughs> so so even though know, it looks it looks fair, it's not natural. It looks fair, but it's not natural. So those of you who are always calling for equal rights, <laughs> <laughs> let me continue my message. So what I was what share with us last week is that there are so many reasons why people become infertile. And therefore, a good reproductive doctor studies the reason for the infertility and treat it. Amen. I said Amen. And uh, in the Bible, spiritually, God is showing us a lot of reasons why the church is barren. So you must know the type of barrenness that is operating. By the way, by the way, this message I'm preaching to you, what I would like you to do, apart from preaching to you, is that write down all the types of barrenness and, and pray against it in your life. So every barrenness I give to you, write it down and go and pray against it hallelujah yeah pray that that type of identify the types of barrenness and pray about them amen are you hearing me so in the bible the word barren is used but when you go to the hebrew or the greek meaning it is talking about a particular type of barrenness just like medically speaking the source is barren why is she barren maybe she's not producing eggs so the treatment for that is different. So we give you some hormones to control your hormones so I can make some eggs. Or she's barren because her tubes are blocked. The treatment for that is different. Or she's barren because her womb has what? A lot of so, the baby can't have anywhere. As soon as the baby is trying to implant, a fibroid will push the baby, boom. So, you can't have a baby. Or her womb is blocked Because instead of being in between the uterus, so the, the uterus is not smooth, it is something dipping inside. To be like this. I mean, like this. But hers is in there. Very- so, so to to, to to so if the person has a womb already and it's inverted, so either you if you can correct it, which most people will know about to change her position during sex, because by doing turning her body, she positions herself the right way. So if she's a stiff woman who's not willing to turn, she cannot have that. I'll get to that area. Are you ready to listen? Yeah. Because the way it is positioned... I'll come there, I'll come there. Let let me... me. So, in the same way, biblically speaking, the Bible talks about types of barrenness. And the first form of barrenness I spoke to you about is the the barrenness of Akka. Hallelujah. I don't want to go over it. But in, in, in... in Genesis twenty-five, twenty-one, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his akar. It means barren from lack of reproductive organ, lack of because Sarah had passed the age of making eggs. Amen. And it's a prayer prayer topic to pray about. Reproductive organs. Hallelujah. Both spiritually and physically. Amen. May you not be barren. I say may you not be barren. Yeah. The next type of Shakur. I see. Spoke about Shakur. Okay. Shakur. Which means what does it mean? If you remember, what does it mean? To cast your young before your time. Hallelujah. It, it, the baby, you get pregnant, but you lose it. Yes, you get pregnant, but you lose it. And the, and one of the four, you start, but you lose it. You like the Catholic Church, they are against uh, this form of contraceptive. The loop. You understand what I'm saying? The one that they insert the loop. Types of contraception. You know about the loop, right? IUD. That's why they are against the IUD. Intrauterine device. Because once a baby is formed, anything that prevents the baby from implanting is a form of abortion. And when you suffer from a core, you start, but you lose it. It means that you start a project, but you don't finish May your project be completed. I said, the years of having Shakur is over. Starting and not finishing is over. What you start, may you finish it. School, you'll finish. I said, when you start the school, you'll finish. When you start the building, you'll finish. When God gives you the pregnancy, you'll finish it. Bind the spirit of abortion and prematurity. Hallelujah. Shakur means that when you have a beloved, he will marry you. Yeah. It's not that you feed him and then when he's nice, then somebody come and take him. No. abandon Shakur. Yeah. If you feed him, he will marry you. Yeah. Just make sure you feed him right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you see, one of the most, one, one of the most, most painful things I've seen women go through and I've been a pastor for a while. One of the most painful things I've seen women go through and I've been a pastor for a while is that they are, when they invest into a man and the man abandons them. I've seen it over and over. It pains them. It's like I'm putting all my investment in him. Then suddenly the guy just abandoned. See, it's painful because if they didn't invest in it, they don't care. That's Shakur. I bind the spirit of Shakur. You will know about it. I say you will know about it. You will not abort into, you will not you will not abort that project. Hallelujah. You will know about that school. You do first semester, second semester, and third semester, there's no man, they may kick you out. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Shackle. You will not cast your young before it's time. That's what I talked about last week. Is that what I got to last week? Listen, anything that you invest in, when you lose it, is painful. Both ways. Recently, I was talking to a brother. All my stories are true. All my stories are true. If it's not true, I'll tell you. Recently, I was talking about, and, and all my stories are global. Because I'm a lay president, I talk globally to people all over the world. So the, sometimes when I'm talking about you, you think that you know the person, but it's not the person. What you think is the person, is not the person. If anything that touches you, so don't think about anybody else. <laughs> I mean, I hear stories from all over. Recently, recently, I was talking to a, a, another brother. Very, very depressed. Very depressed and very sad. I mean a man crying and the reason for the crying is that he has lost a relationship I mean usually you think that when they break up it's the woman who will cry usually oh by this time the guy was crying if you're a man I ban you from crying <laughs> I say I ban all men from crying why should a man cry over a woman Strange. So I spoke to the guy. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I could see that his pain. His pain is not coming from maybe the love of the woman, but amount of money and time. Because he was the triakojo type. Pain Kojo. I'm telling them and as so as I was talking to him and he began to tell me how much he has invested I, I, in one breath I was just sympathizing him, with him in another I was saying you hey, were a fool <laughs> young people don't try to win a woman's love with money never and because, because because any woman that you can win by money she's not worth it because the bible said that the precious woman her price is far above rubies so if you can buy her with dollars she's cheap don't go for it yeah so as I was looking at the guy I said hey then some of us we were were like you because when we were in the relationship it was zero, zero (laughs) my wife always said I've cheated her I said don't worry (laughs) me, yours truly no, 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 zero Zero. Ah, now bought this one. Tell me, you buy cars here and there. Let's tell little things. But some of the young people, the, the money they are paying, I say, hey. So I could see where. So the pain was from. What he has put into it. It's a lot of investment. Now. Nah. See that? See. And and it's understandable. Anything that you put—that is—that is is why even failing an exam is painful. Because if you consider the amount of hours you have put into studying, it hurts. You will not fail an exam. Every minute you spend studying, may you pass it. I say every minute you spend, may you. So that is what. That's what. The second time I speak about today for a short time is what the what the Hebrew word melaka. M-E-H-A-H Melaka. S- Let's look at Jeremiah 17. In the desert, and shall not see when good cometh. It's a problem. You can't. See. It's a problem. Good comes, but you can't see. May you see the good when it comes. You better receive. I say, may you see the good when it comes. See, and shall not see good when it cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. So the third type of barrenness we are talking about is Melaka, which is a salty land. You see, when the land is salty, nothing grows. No matter what you put in, you get nothing. So it's not that you are not putting a lot of effort but nothing comes out. Salty. Barren. Because the ground is not good. A salty land. A dry land. Salty. Salty. The land is salty. That is why very few plants grow along the beach. Because the beach is a salty land. Hallelujah. So what you are suffering from they're buying bar- a lot but nothing comes out you invest a lot into the business but nothing comes out you, but nothing comes out you have a, when you have a, a salty church You invest a lot in them. You preach to them. You invest a lot. But nothing comes out. They seem not to be fruitful bearing fruit. You invest a lot. When you have a a, a salty relationship, you put in a lot. You are the one who's always calling. You are the one who's always sending the email. You are the one who's saying, I love you. And all that you get back. Mm hmm. that you get back, is what? Mm-hmm. When you pick up the phone, you talk. Oh, hey, how was your day? And then, hey, I love you. Hey, how you...? you talk, talk, And then, don't you have anything to
3: say? Mm-hmm.
2: You talk, 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 and then you say, "Is that all?" You are trying to make it work, but it doesn't work. You put in a lot but you get nothing. May God deliver you from sowing a salty land. May God deliver you from a Malachi investment. A business that you pump in a lot, but you get nothing out of it. But you pump in so much money into the business and every day you get one call after the other. And some people are Malachi people. They are, they are Malachi human beings. You give, 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 they keep on asking. You took care of them when they were young. Now they are grown and they have children and they want you to take care of their children. When would you stop? Now you are thinking of they and their children. And you get nothing back. Drive away, Melaka. I say, drive away, Melaka. May you get returns on your investment. I say, may you get returns. You see, so everything I'm saying is a prayer topic. Write it down and pray about it. Pray that Lord. May my land not be salty. When I invest, may I see my growth. May my church not be salty. That's my prayer. When I preach to you, I expect you to bear fruit. If I preach a preacher and you don't bear fruit, then you have become a salted land. Then so I pray. So I have to pray that my church does not become a salty land. When I when I fruit. Hallelujah. Dry. salty land. Salty land, Hallelujah! Yeah, salty, the land is salty. Yeah. These are all spiritual things. Just in case you don't, know, may God make your land fertile. Remove the saltiness out of it. Yeah. But a similar, way, a similar condition is in Proverbs, Proverbs thirty sixteen, which is another word, austere. It's not different from Malachi. Malachi means salty. Austere means dry. Proverbs thirty sixteen. The grave and the barren womb. The word here barren is dry. This is the word austere. The word barren means austere. The grave and the barren womb. The earth that is not filled with water. And the fire you see, the earth that is not filled with water. And the fire that it is not enough. He's talking about th- things that are similar. Things that are similar. The grave and the burial room. The grave has never said it is enough. I have never seen a dead body go underground and the body and the ground reject it. So it means the grave is never full. The grave is never satisfied. I have not seen somebody being buried. Then when they put the person on the ground the ground, say, hey, enough, come out there's another body there and you put one on top of it the grave will take it hmm. and when you are dealing with Anosia every day there any any relationship that every day you are pumping you are pumping you are pumping the uh, the roof is broken, you fix it next year, there's a phone call, this child is going to school you pay it, and two years, there's another phone call every day, it's like it's never full when will you people be satisfied? that's the grief that's the grief you see, and you must, I'm preaching to you God must give you the wisdom to know that it's the grave. And the earlier you stop failing it, the better you'll be. Otherwise, you will run dry and it will still not be satisfied. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Because if you know it's a grave, you won't bother. Austere, dry. But because you don't know it is, that's why you keep pumping into it. Hallelujah. So Malachi and stay are similar. Things that you invest and in doesn't come back. Amen. And then the last one, the last Hebrew I'll talk about is um, the last Hebrew is a, is where um. No, I spoke to you about no no. Uh, the, 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 um, sorry, I gave you the wrong scripture. A dry land, Isaiah forty one eighteen. That's similar to Malachi. Isaiah 41, 18. Which, is, which means patched or dry. Patched or dry. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of a valley. I will make the wilderness of a pool water. And the dry land. That's what I'm doing. Dry. Patched, dry. And the in the Hebrew word uh, in the Hebrew word is T-S-I-Y-H. dry. You see, and let me tell you something. A church can be dry. When a church becomes a dry land, a church loses its spirituality. Now, now the church is no longer governed by the prophets and the apostles, but by committees. Now, you see that the people who are prominent in the church are the people who are public opinion leaders. The church has become dry. No longer being governed by the apostles and prophets. Because the church is meant to be led by spiritual people. People who can see, who can pray. Not people who are loud. And when the church moves into being governed by board of directors, governors, I mean loud people, prominent people in the society, the church has entered into a form of a dry land. That is why if you are a leader or a pastor, make sure that you have a good relationship with god and you hear from god not from people there are a lot of times that people say, reverend we can do this i think we should do this i listen to them but you know not that i don't listen to you but i listen to you but you see the father i listen to you that I'm, I'm supposed to do it so don't come and tell me that when we talk to me you don't listen yes i don't listen because you are not god that's why i won't listen to you because <laughs> if i listen to you the church of God will die. So yes, I can listen to you. Because in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. But don't say that because what you... I, I didn't... No, no, no. I am not supposed to listen to you. Bishop does not listen to us. He listens to God. You must listen to the voice of God. If You, you must be led by the Spirit of God. A church is supposed to be led by the Spirit of God, not opinion leaders. Amen. Hallelujah. So yeah, it may be a good suggestion, but I don't feel led to do it. And you must respect it. Tell anybody you must respect it. So you may have a good idea, but the pastor will not do it. And you must respect it. That's what we're doing. Hallelujah. Because you, suddenly the church loses its productivity because it's dry. Hallelujah. All right, that's enough for type of barrenness because I want to share. So those are the, I'm reading from barren fruits. So those are the five types of barrenness in Hebrew and then there are two more in Greek, okay? Are you learning some words now? Aka, Shako, Melakai, Tia, Ostia. Go and pray about all of that. Amen. Greek. Luke chapter one, verse seven. Luke one seven, talking about Elizabeth and John, and they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they were both stricken. Elizabeth was what? I said Elizabeth was what? You see, I'm trying to tell that, like, just like medically they have a type of barrenness in the Greek if you, go, if you have a good uh, concordance if you go and check the word here the word here is the Greek word stereos or stereos S-T-E-I-R-A-S S-T-E-I-R-A-S stereos and it means it means stiff unbending You cannot bend. It means that sometimes you are barren or you don't produce because you are stiff. You cannot be told to turn left or right. So, it means your productivity or your being productive comes if you can learn to be a little bit flexible. stiff. Listen to me. Fertility, fertility, fertility is uh, or fertility. Fertility is accomplished through fluidity. Fluidity. That's the word. Fluid. Fluidity. Flet- fertility goes with being fluid. Or fertility goes with fluidity. Is, that, is, is it a good language? Do you understand it? Fertility goes with what? Fluidity is spread at F L U I D I T. Fluidity. That is, why am I saying that? That is why the semen swim. For you, t- that's why the semen, they swim. That is why when you ejaculate, a pill does not come out, but water comes out. Because you can ejaculate. That's why, your, that's why your, your ejaculation is not like your stool. Your stool is solid. But God puts cement in fluid. Because fertility goes with fluidity. Hmm. So if you want to be fertile, then you need fluid. So without a fluid, for the 13 million sperm to swim in it, you will not get there. So, so it, fluidity that's how God made it it has to be fluid fluid means that you see when something is fluid it's going this way then it hits a block but because it's fluid it turns you see, but when you are, not, when you are stiff pain, 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 you can never change you cannot turn your mind you are so stiff that's why you are not productive that's why you are not productive that is why that's why I'm going back to what I said stiffness because sometimes look if you are above 18 and you are married when you go home, go and google positions for optimal conception if you are 18 and you are married when you go home, google Positions to make a uh, sexual positions to enhance pregnancy, and you can see that if you are stiff, you are not likely to be. Hmm. Most gynecologists will tell you that. Shall I continue? Shall I continue? Can you handle it? Yeah. Because, for example, like I'm saying, if your uterus, if your womb is antiverted, it means that you cannot get pregnant by the missionary position. I'm teaching, right? So, this year, it won't work. The missionary position will not work. It means that you must learn to go from behind, antiverted. a good message it's a good message so if you are the type well, well, who do you think I'm not a prostitute, I won't turn my back okay, stay there, turn your back (laughs) don't be stiff Why, that is why, if you are desiring to get pregnant from your marriage, you don't stand and have sex standing de- by the wall that's not because it is unnatural. You, you see, standing does not give you the gravity. So, if you want to have children, those, those, those say, Hey, well, I like a woman standing, you better change it. <laughs> hey, I'm preaching. It also means that if you want to get pregnant. Woman on top does not make pregnant. It's against gravity. Hey, it's a deep message. It's, if you want to pregnant, it, it, stop. Uh, where well, I like my wife to be on top of me. Fine, that's for fun, but not for pregnancy. So it depends on your aim. Or for that matter, for that matter, if you want to be pregnant, then it is recommended gynecologically that after having sex, you lie down for another 5 10 minutes for the things to swim and go. So this time, after, have you finished? You
1: see. <laughs>
2: Have to see them? Okay, have you finished? Have you finished? Have you finished? I need to go and cook. Have you finished? No. Relax, relax, relax. Give the sperm. Fertility goes with fluidity. Give it time to swim. I'm almost done. So, what I'm trying to say is that in the same way, you you, see, you cannot be stiff and productive. This is the way I do it. <clears throat> Listen to me. Sometimes you have to be flexible. You know it this way, but learn to be flexible. Sometimes you have to learn to be young. Learn to incorporate new ideas. Don't say that I do it always this way. This is the same I do it. No, no. The last words of a diamond, I have always done it this way. Those are the words of a diamond. You must learn to adapt and change. This is, this is the way it's done. If a church wants to be, that's what, even a church you must adapt. That's why sometimes you must bring young people to come and sing. Let's be fluid. You should always look at, oh, every time it's only, oh, uh, only the hymns go uh, No, we adapt it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll bring young people, you'll bring old people. Let's be fluid. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Yeah. Tell her about, don't be stiff. Say, be flexible. Say, listen to new ideas. Try new things. And if it's your wife, say, try new positions. (laughs) Make sure the person is your wife. Don't go go and tell another woman before it it brings a problem. (laughs) I don't want any problem in the church. Hallelujah. Quickly, let me give you how to. So, i will give you the, the last one is uh, similar, but I won't talk about it now because I want to, I want to just get onto this point. Then we close. Okay. The last one I'll talk about is how to overcome barrenness practically, practical ways of fighting barrenness. Hallelujah. Do you want to know? Yeah. To fight. Uh, let's look at Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 to 4. Genesis 16, 1 to 4. Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, bear him no children. Okay, she was barren, Akar. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar, or Hagar. Verse 2. And Sarai said unto Abraham, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened unto them. Which man will not listen to this voice? Which man will not listen to such a command? I hear a lot of them, I don't listen to my wife. But I'm sure if your wife gives you this command, this one you will listen. (laughs) (laughs) This one you will say, blessed be that advice. (laughs) And Abraham, hearken to the voice of Sarai? And Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar. Her maid, the Egyptian, after Abraham had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan. And gave her to her husband. Abraham to be his wife. He gave Abraham to be what? So Abraham did not rape Hagar. Sarah was the one who said marry her. So Hagar became a legal second wife because of Sarah. So in this case, Abraham did no wrong. And he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress, you know, you see, this is what I was saying with the men's fellowship sometimes. You know, yesterday I, we had a nice men's meeting. Some of you didn't come, but next time you should come. It was powerful. Listen, be careful to obey your wife. Huh? I said, be careful. You are not the with men, so I can't say all, oh. but be very careful. Love your wife. Listen to her, but be careful. In the sense that, in, in, in the sense that, when you listen to her, and the trouble come, she will say, "Abraham was sitting here somewhere." You, know Sarah said, "Go and marry." See with her. now Abraham obeyed. Now the pro- trouble come. Okay, I don't like that. A lot of wives, when you obey them and the thing comes, they will tell you that until the man, you're supposed to have known better. That's what they will tell you. And they have the right to tell you that because you should have known better. So obey love them, discuss with them but don't let them take the lead because that's not how God intended it if you do that and the trouble comes if the trouble comes you can't, don't try to blame your wife if the house is not working well, well it was your idea it, was, it has never and it will never be her idea Even though she suggested it, it is still your idea. So don't ever put the blame on your wife from today. Oh, yeah, she's stubborn. It's her problem. She doesn't listen. Listen to whether she's stubborn, she doesn't listen. It is still your fault, man. said, brother, but you say, it's your fault, man. I said, it's your fault, man. Don't blame anybody. That was what, that was what, you see, that, that is what Adam was trying to do. Adam was trying to be smart. Adam was trying to be smart. When Adam, when Eve ate the fruit, and God came, Adam said, listen to me. It wasn't me. It was the woman. And you think God God is a child. God said, I don't want to hear nonsense. Even though it was the woman, God still blamed Adam and punished Adam. Because at the end of the day, it's your fault, man. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's your fault, man. So stop blaming your wife. Well, you know, Reverend, you know, my wife, stop on. She doesn't listen. She's too stiff. Hey, I beg you, it's your fault, man. If you are being ejected from your apartment, it's your fault. If the car is being repossessed, it's your fault. If the child is not doing well, it's your fault. At the end of the day, it's your fault,
3: man.
2: (laughs) So don't think that you can blame your wife before me and I'll accept it. God did not accept it. I don't accept it. It's your fault, man. I'm preaching. As I'm preaching. Yeah. Yeah, it's your fault. It's totally your fault. Don't blame the woman. It's your fault. Don't blame your wife. Listen, there are two important sayings: Don't mind your wife is no one. And two, don't blame your wife. Those are two important things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me continue. My, Hallelujah. So, how do you... Here we see a type of barrenness. And how do you fight barrenness? Number one. Sarah was barren. And Sarah tried to solve the barrenness problem by passing on to somebody else. Is somebody hearing me? She was trying to pass the problem of childbearing on to Hagar. So, what I am sharing with you this morning, do not transfer the most important thing to somebody else if you want to be fruitful deal with the important thing to yourself don't pass it on don't delegate it if i'm the pastor preaching and teaching and the prayer topics i don't delegate it if you are the, don't pass the most important thing to somebody else that's what Sarah was trying to do, you don't solve the problem by pushing it to somebody else, you tackle it yourself. If it's very important to you, you tackle it yourself. You. If the children's school is important, you don't push it to your wife. Well, I don't have time, you search the school and see which school this is is good. Tackle it yourself. Spencer, I'm busy. You are busy? Come sit home. Let's find a good school visit and you make a decision. Don't, te- don't pass that one to the child. And then when the child's not doing school, you see, you know, man, it's your fault. It's your fault. If it is important, if buying the house is important, don't leave it to your wife. Me. Get involved if, if, your, if, if Having a spiritual home Is important to you Then don't leave it to your wife You wake up and bring everybody to church Don't say that hey, you take the children to church once you sleep man, When the children become some way Then you complain wicked woman It's your fault man For God said I know Abraham He will command his household after me a lot of men, I'm preaching, I don't care how you look at me. A lot of men are lazy, they push the responsibility on the woman and then they turn around and complain, Reverend, my wife does not listen. Shut up! It's your fault, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: it's your fault, man. Don't push the most important thing onto somebody. Joe. You see, it's your fault. Uh, Nobody's in church. Uh, 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 Eugene, listen, you people are not trying. Look, if the church is not doing well, it's my fault, man. I can't pass it on anybody. It's my fault, man. So I won't pass it on. Deal with it. Don't give it to Hagar. Home, you are absent. What kind of man is it? What's the matter? You job, you are not interested, house, you are not interested, school, you are not interested, prayer, you are not interested. What, cha- what church we go to? If you are a man, lead your wife to the church you want to go to, not the reverse, it's your fault, man. Let me finish quickly. Number two, number two, to overcome barrenness, do not reject the prophetic word. I say, do not reject the prophetic word. Genesis 18:12. Genesis 18:12 therefore Sarah laughed within herself Sarah laughed when the angel said you can have a baby Sarah laughed within herself saying after I have waxed old and, and uh, old, shall I have pleasure my Lord being also old he she laughed let me tell you something if you want to do well you, see, you have to believe in the prophets you have to believe in the supernatural believe in the word of God when, believe in the word of the prophets don't laugh at prophecy be established. Believe in his prophets. You shall prosper. You need the prophetic company to do well. Don't laugh at it. Like what our brother was sharing. It may sound like a joke, but he believed it. I said, bring something. Let me pray over it. I prayed over it. A paper. He put it in his wallet. And because he believed it by his faith, the whole thing was cancelled. But you will laugh at it. That's why you will not prosper. Believe in the prophet's word. You laugh at it. Anything spiritual, you laugh at it. Believe, in a prophetic way. When prayers prayed for you, believe it. My daughter, every time I pray for you, believe it. Every time, believe it, and you become fruitful. Every time, Tasha, believe it, and you become fruitful. She took the cloth through an exam room. She believed it. Believe it. Don't despise prophecy. When the man of God is under the anointing, believe it. Bring the oil. He says, Is anybody sick amongst you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anoint him with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. So it's up to you whether you believe. If you are sick, you come to the rabbit. I don't feel well. This is my oil. Can you provide for me so that I will apply it and believe it and you shall be healed? Yeah. Believe in the prophets. Don't laugh at it. Because a lot of spiritual things are funny. I say a lot of spiritual things are what? Funny. You can laugh at it. But you laugh at it to your own doom. You scorn at it to your own doom. Like the governor on whom the Lord leads. He said, it's not possible if God only opens the heavens. Can can This is not possible. And he scorned at it. And Elisha told him, that, you will see of it, but you will die. And the following day, he saw it and he died. When you laugh at the prophecy, you will look at it and you will die. Believe in it. Don't laugh. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And then the the, part, the third final one I will talk about today is. Take, take practical steps, that leads to fruitfulness, even if it looks unusual. Take practical steps. Genesis twenty one two and three. Genesis twenty one two and three, for Sarah conceived. And bear Abraham a son in his old age at the, at the set time of which God has spoken to him. Sarah conceived. What, am, what is the third point I'm talking about? Practical steps. Listen to me. Isaac was not born like Christ. With Christ, the Holy Ghost came and overshadowed Mary. Okay? And then Mary became pregnant. But with Isaac, when the prophecy came that you shall bear a child, it means that Sarah has to go and lie down. It means Sarah has to bath, make up, put on his lingerie and go and lie down. Yes, you are old, you are stiff, but let me tell you something. You must still come and lie down. As he was has to dress get ready, and go. So, what am I trying to say? Even though it was prophetic, it was supernatural, you needed the practical part to make it happen. Yes, we are praying over you, we are proposing, but do the practical things, the practical things, do the practical things. I pray for you for a job, but send your resume. I pray for you to pass your exam. Study. I pray for you to have a child. Have sex with your husband. Don't waste my prayer. I pray for you that you sleep with a man once a month. And you, are, you are wasting my prayer. If I pray for you, I expect you to sleep with him three times a week on the bottom.
3: <laughs> Otherwise, you are wasting my prayer.
2: couple. It has been shown that the most fertile time of the day is early in the morning. So if I pray for you, then I cancel you. (laughs) Well, Reverend, I work at night. No, no, then change your schedule and work in the morning so that my prayer will be effective. (laughs) Practical steps. Sarah had to do the practical thing. Send your resume. Believe God, but do the practical thing. Do your little research. Practical. Practical. Sarah became fruitful by doing the practical thing. He didn't say why the angel has said this. So we are waiting. I'm waiting on you. Waiting on you. You will wait forever. You better remove your pants and lie down so that things will work. <laughs> practical things. I'm serious. Do the practical thing. We pray for you. Do the practical thing. We believe God for your healing. Do the practical thing. We have prayed for you to be healed. Do the practical things that will be the healing. Hallelujah. We pray for God for you for a job. Do the practical thing. We pray for you for a school. Do the practical thing. Get practical if you want to be fruitful. Amen. Please stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say, Let the
3: church say,
2: Let the church say. God has, God has spoken May you overcome barrenness so
3: let a church, Every form
2: of barrenness Barrenness from Accra barrenness, barrenness from Chakor Barrenness from Malachi let church, let barrenness, church, from barrenness from Tia Barrenness from Ostia God, God barrenness from stairs so let and barrenness from "Amen." we overcome them let the church say amen oh, let thank you Holy Spirit say I amen. speak under the anointing let the womb shall not be dry anymore the womb the womb say the womb amen. will not be dry anymore for God has spoken God has spoken oh God I overcome every stiffness every stiff mind inability to change inability to try new things I overcome it in the name of Jesus oh God
3: oh we overcome stiffness
2: amen Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, my God. Oh, for God Paul told Timothy, You shall want so a good warfare. You shall fight a good fight
3: the with the prophecies. Say,
2: may we not despise prophecy. May we not laugh at prophecy. Church, but may we fight with prophecy. Say, say, oh, let the church say, Amen, say, Amen let oh God. Let church, thank you, Holy Spirit. Say, God, God. God, God, God asks for know oh Jesus Lord, so, so let
3: it change. Let it change. Amen.
2: Father, we thank you. Paul told Timothy, fight with the prophecies that was given to you by the laying of hands, Lord. May we not despise the prophecies. May we not laugh at the prophecies. But may we use the prophecies as a weapon to fight. In the name of Jesus. The prophecy that came our way. May we not laugh at it. But may we fight with it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the dry womb be reversed. Let the womb become fertile. That which has been stiffed on unyielding, may it bend, may it become flexible in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. With every eye closed and every head bowed. You are here this morning, you are not born again. You see, you cannot be stiff forever, you cannot be set in your ways. You know, laugh. Every time you hear things about God, you laugh, you are stiff. But let me tell you something. time to accept god it's time to accept jesus christ as your personal savior it's time to change your life you cannot go that way forever so this morning you have led your own life you don't know jesus christ as your personal savior you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you
3: die
2: i beseech you by the message of god that god sent his son to die for you and today if you accept him you shall be saved look heaven is real hell is real believe in the lord your god accept jesus christ so that you will go to heaven for nothing at all you are guaranteed of heaven Thank you, Holy Spirit. You want to live a Christian life, you want to be born again. You want to be called a child of God, then you must be born again. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So for a few minutes, for a few minutes, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to become a child of God. You want to be born again. You want to be saved. You want to live for Jesus. You are tired of living your own life. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Thank you Holy Spirit. I'm waiting. Millions have come.
3: There's still room. There's still empty chairs. For a brief moment,
2: you want to be born again. You want to be saved. thank you for salvation. Let none here perish. May everybody here come to know the saving knowledge of Christ. And I thank you for as many as I seated In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord. Let me seated.
0: We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.